0: Gamer Radio, uh, Ballyhoo special, and we return to Middle-Earth with the final film of the trilogy, The Return of the King. Joining me once again in touring Middle-Earth is the dwarf who has managed to escape from Moria. Mark? Hello. And the human who desires to be a hobbit but stays in Bree as close as he can be to the Shire.
1: Nick. Hello. Right, first of all, I know How I'm not the I'm doing? not the tallest of fellas, I'm only five foot ten, but mm-hmm. I'm not a dwarf, man. <laughs> that's a bit right. that's a bit mean. <laughs> Nick, you're I think you're taller than me, right? How tall are you? Five foot ten.
2: Yeah, I'm taller than you. Yeah, okay. I'm like, do six, you do you do two. you
1: actively wish to be short?
3: Um
2: I actively wish to do nothing all day but eat and drink ale.
1: Oh, that's a fair so, point. That's a fair yeah. point, actually. Yeah, mm. I do perhaps resemble dwarfs, uh, in uh, horizontally, <laughs> if not vertically.
0: Right. Right. Also, what I've got a beard. I don't know how, how tall you are. Yeah, it was your beard. That was your okay. beard. Mm. So,
1: and my love of yeah. gemstones, of, yeah. and silver. My God, Andy, you're such an anti-semite.
3: Oh dear. Oh,
0: well, this boy, has gone boy. down That's well already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Four minutes in, not even that. Two minutes in, and we have already been. It was based on your appearance as a Bear. Okay. I do. A, I do apologize if there's any offence. No, no offence. <laughs> I retract the apology then. Okay. How are we doing? All right. It's been a little while since. We were, we were able to Earth. I think it was about June, when we were with two towers, mm-hmm. and this, we did say it was the longest one of the trilogy, um, the extended version is four hours long, um, I hope we are all settled in for a long podcast, I've got my cafeteria coffee filled to the brim and some water, ready. Um, How do you drink coffee now, at this
2: ungodly hour? I always do. Crazy. It I doesn't would, have I an effect on sleep. me anymore. I I can't drink caffeine after like four PM. Yeah. Can't sleep. So it's the
1: same. She can't have coffee after like midday, but it it, it just doesn't have an effect on me anymore.
0: Mm. No. no probably
1: not a good sign, but
0: <laughs> just keep on rolling. Yeah, you know, I'll probably roll till about one half, one two o'clock this morning, and then turn in. Up at seven or half six tomorrow, and do it all again. Fun and games. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we going on tangents, so well, we shouldn't go down it's all anyway. Right. Yeah, it's all right. So, Return of the King, all right. The third film in the trilogy released in December 2003. Um, it actually broke the billion dollar barrier, made 1.146 around the world. Um, And it was the first franchise, first trilogy to increase its box office film upon film. So, Two Towers exceeded Fellowship, and The Return of the King exceeded um,
1: both of the other two.
0: Mm. It also swept the Oscars.
1: First, even though I do think. It is the first and to date only fantasy film. To ever win, well, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, traditional fantasy film to win, um, yeah, best picture. There's been other yeah. uh, other winners that you could maybe argue, like mm. um, Shape of Water. That won best picture, didn't it, Nick?
2: Yeah, it did. Yeah,
1: yeah. You could argue yeah. that's a fantasy film, but you know, in terms of like you know, traditional elves and orcs and high fantasy. Yeah, high yeah. fantasy. It's the only film to ever won best picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it got nominated for eleven awards and won all of mm-hmm. them. best director, best picture, best visual effects, etc. Yep. And there was a feeling at the time, and probably still is, that but it rather than Return of the King itself being the most spectacular and the best film of the trilogy, the trilogy itself was awarded. Yes, no, Oscars. no, that's
1: exactly how I feel. Like the the, the, the uh, it's like when. Um, an actor uh, gets snubbed for an Oscar for a series of incredible performances and then gets one in the end, and it's like, probably Mm. didn't deserve it for that, but cumulatively over their career, same with a director, like, cumulatively Mm. over their career, yeah, they probably did it. The Oscars that the the Return of the King won, I view as like, they won them for the trilogy, because the Return of the King is the weakest of the three films, in my opinion. And not just my opinion, Mm. quite a lot of people, um, have a similar opinion Hmm.
0: we'll we'll come to about discussing the film throughout, and we'll give our final thoughts but yeah I mean I thought looking at it probably Fellowship deserved more Oscars um, than anything but I think like you said the Academy was feeling well there's going to be another two of those films we can wait I mean I think the character moments, I mean there's loads of character moments in Return of the King but I think the character moments are more deeper than Certain characters in fellowship and the acting in fellowship, yeah, yeah. Um, so Nick, so you are the return of the king virgin, I believe. Yes, isn't it? Yes, I am. This is the the first time you have ever seen return of the king, and you've jumped in both boots on straight into the extended edition, all four glorious hours of it, yeah. right so when was it when did, you, when did you finish watching it i
2: finished literally 40 45 minutes before we started, started sitting down for this so the ending yeah. uh, the last hour is pretty fresh in my mind
0: mm. the ending's more like
2: yeah yeah yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah makes sense
0: yeah what about you mark then were you doing Date of release. There yeah, day and day when it
1: came out in the cinema. Mm. Uh, went and bought the DVDs. Um, the DVD when it came out, then when got the special edition when that came out, and then you know got the the extended edition box set with with all the hours yeah. and hours of making of documentaries that I have poured over 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 the. I love a good making mm. of documentary, behind the scenes stuff. I I, I eat that up. Uh, and there's there's loads in the collection so i've seen the, these films a million million times um watched it uh, and i watched it again twice in the last couple of months in anticipation of doing this because we were going to record it a few weeks ago and then it got postponed so uh, then i rewatched it again to make sure it was fresh in my mind so yeah. hmm. very familiar yeah, with staying.
0: it um yeah dated it release my
1: well. um, my opinion of it, of it has hardened over the years, shall we say. Does it? Yeah.
0: Alright, well, we'll go. We'll listen to the, we'll listen to these opinions and it'd be interesting to see what's what some of the issues are. I mean, I, know, I think I probably can pinpoint a couple of them, but overall what the issues are. Spoiler alert, one um, of them's
1: coming up real soon. <laughs>
0: um, we'll go through the plot first of all, just skim really skim through the plot and then we'll pick out some of the highlights and maybe some of the down, down lights I might say or of the things and some of our favorite scenes as we go through it um so basically it follows straight on from the two towers um and battle Helm, of helms deep all right we visit isengard and we deal with saruman i'm just going to skim through it um, then we go to Gondor. and A lot of this film is focused in Gondor, whereas Fellowship takes us across Middle Earth on a journey. Two Towers is focused really on um, Rohan. The Return of the King is focused on uh, Gondor itself and the upcoming Battle of the Third Age. Um, we then, um, once again, we split into two strands of story. One following Sam and Frodo's journey into Mordor and cross Mordor and go up the stairs of Sirifungal. And we also go and then following Aragorn, Gandalf, Gimli, Legolas, Merry, and Pippin on their adventures in both Rohan and Gondor. So we start off in um, Isengard we soon um switch over to Gondor with gandalf racing to get to gondar because he realizes that um the battle will be at minus Tirith. there's a number of battles outside minus Tirith we'll, come, we'll, we'll mention and we get the big battle outside minus Tirith. for we'll talk about the roherium's um input there And then eventually, we get to the Black Gate. There's a battle outside the Black Gate. Sam and Frodo, they have numerous adventures. Eventually, they will get to Mount Doom. And, well, if you haven't seen the film's numerous spoilers, basically, the ring is destroyed. And woohoo! And that's about it. But let's talk about some of our scenes as we go through it. Um, Once again. Starts off with a bit of history, but a bit of history of personal history of Smeagol Yeah, Andy Circus without me, with a um, makeup. And that's, I think it's a good one. I think it's a nice little
1: touch to it. It is. Um, I've got a slight problem with it. Only a minor niggle, but one nonetheless. On, um, I don't think Andy Circus needed to do the Smeagol did do the, do the Gollum voice as Smeagol Mm. He could have just had a normal voice. Like I always, mm. I got the impression that that Gollum's voice became the way it did as part of the general deterioration of his body, of mm. it and his mm. mind.
2: But how would the viewers know that it was actually Sméagol?
1: Because the other character calls him Sméagol.
2: I did. I tried to do it in my most sarcastic. Mm. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I know. I know. I know what you mean. But um. <laughs> It's pretty clear, you know, Smeagol and Eagle—they call each other by names. Um, though that's, that's only a minor niggle. Uh, otherwise, I thought the scene was Ooh. was was done well, and it's it's as I, you know, remember it, well as I imagined it in my mind when I read the book.
2: I just enjoy that yeah. they are literally wishing to catch a fish. Yeah. Juicy, sweet, probably.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, as it continues the fish thing, also. It's how he gets the ring isn't it yeah if you think about um billboard gets the ring through finding it um frodo gets a ring passed down to him um smiegel gets a ring through violence and murder so and it just shows him basically getting in the ring going to the misty mountains and then we spin out of that and um, the title screen, and we go to Isengard. Well, basically, Gandalf, Aragorn, and the Rohirian walking through the Fanghorn Forest and get to, get to Isengard. Mm-hmm. I suspect you have a few issues with the scenes at Isengard. Yes. Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But- because this is where first deviation
1: is. Shall it? we start right. with the fact that. None of this was in the theatrical cut of the film. Well, bits bits of it were. Right, bits yeah. of it were. Right, okay. Bits of it. So, yeah. this whole section is one of my favourite parts of the book. It's an entire Ooh. chapter in the book. called the, the the Voice of Sauron. Or is it, or is it The Mouth of Sauron? Um, the Voice of
0: Sauron?
1: Um, yeah, not Sauron. Saruman, yeah, sorry. Uh, it is... I've got the book right here. Uh... Uh, it's not in the Return of the King, of course. It's in the second book, uh, the voice of Saruman. Yeah, because um, they mixed the stuff around what was in the the, the books to try and make yeah. a coherent film narrative. Um, yeah, so the voice of Saruman. It's one of my favourite bits in the book. Is it's like it's it's like. Uh, it's like a um, you know when when uh, in in a film where like the overly dramatic um, villain played by a well-heeled thespian actor has a long monologue. It's basically Ooh. like that, and I always really enjoyed it. And it's Ooh. Christopher fucking Lee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the um, the premiere or the premiere the the, the, the the theatrical release of the film, and he's not in it. I thought, that's pretty messed up. I didn't really think much about it at the time, but of course, Christopher Lee was the only member of the cast or crew who had actually met J.R.R. Tolkien, was a walking, talking encyclopedia, and is playing one of the most important characters in the in the story. And they not only did they cut him out of the theatrical cut, they didn't tell him. So he turned, no, wasn't he, up. Wasn't he turned up to the premiere and watched the film... And wasn't very happy to find out that he wasn't in it. Which is pretty fucked up. But, mm. leaving that aside, yeah. the scene is in the director's cut. And the dialogue between Saruman and the other characters lasts for, what, two minutes? Maybe. Maybe maybe, a, a, maybe yeah. five at a push. Um, it's quite a substantial s- chapter in... Uh, in the book it's not not like the hugest but it's a good few pages of really really good dialogue between Saruman and Gandalf and, and Denethor Denith- uh, yeah. um um oh god the lord of the Rehirim. his name escaped me for some reason
0: um Denethor no it's not Denethor yeah no, Denethor's um, steward
1: of Gondor Théoden Théoden um, and yeah and all the other characters that are there Aragorn and and uh and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's some really really good dialogue and some uh, foreshadowing for stuff that would that would happen later in the book um, and it's just and then they reduced it down to like uh, Saruman chats for a couple of minutes and then Grima stabs him in the back and he falls off the tire and lands on a spiky watermill was like that's a really mm. really ignominious end <laughs> for such an important character and I was really yeah. really disappointed
0: Mm. I mean, I'm just looking for an interview with Peter Jackson. He's just basically saying there's more cut out. ceremony was cut off because of narrative. Because this, he said, the two towers couldn't sustain the seven minute rap, and putting him in Return of a King would give it an uncertain beginning because he plays no event role in the events. Um... In the Return of the King. I mean, if it's so. it's the
1: aftermath of the big battle that was the end of the second film, so why not? Mm. Why not have it the beginning? Why not? Why not, Peter? Just roll back just a little bit on the massively overindulgent battle at the end of the of the third film, and put that scene in there in the theatrical cut, but whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's that's in the past, and uh, I don't care much for the theatrical cuts anyway, because they, there's lots of, lots of context that's cut out of them. Um, mm. But even in the extended cut, it's, I don't think he was, the character was done justice. Um, more on that, more no, on that I later.
0: Mean, no, I mean, it wasn't done justice. I mean, the difference with the book is that he gives the keys to our oh, um, to Gandalf, basically, yeah. and then he leaves with um, Wormtongue. He's got
1: a Wormtongue, yeah.
0: He leaves, and then, um, and like I said, the dialogue, the banter, because it continues what it shows that relation what them two had, what you saw in Fellowship a bit. You know, and whereas in Fellowship, Saruman had the upper hand, Gandalf now has the upper hand, he's more powerful, and yeah, it's sort of. Does it really do justice, especially on a, a wheel? It made me remember of uh, think about medieval witch killings. I think when we used to put them on wheels and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like torture, yeah, and you know, dip them in water. So it just it brought that sort of sense of ending to Saruman. You know, and I'm not surprised. Christopher Lee was shot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially. Um, we do, we get that, um, and then we've got the another scene from the Two Towers, um, and it's not really mentioned, is it? Um, because what drops into the water is called what we call the Palantir, and these all of a sudden take it. Yeah, Palantir, quite significant. Those have a big um, orbs. Nick, did you see those? Yep. You remember those? Yep. Yeah. So. The history about the Palantir is they were basically basically like mobile phones mm-hmm. of Midlothian. Well, um, landlines,
1: essentially. Landlines, like, and such. Yeah, sort of I mean, like you um, like slimline cream telephones that uh, everybody had back yeah. in the seventies when when everyone got the phones from BT, like like them basically, yeah. but with FaceTime.
0: Yeah. So you could FaceTime people <laughs> across Earth. Yeah yeah that's essentially what they were um, they were driven by new, the new Mar- Numenans Numenorians. Uh, is it? Numenorians Numenorians. so and the, the ancestors of Gondor and they were lost throughout history you know and it's assumed that there is one in Mayas Tirith, Um Saruman has one and who's the other person who has one Sauron mm-hmm. he's got one as well so, um, it becomes quite important that these are pa- uh, Palantirs because they become a bit of a plot device and used quite frequently in Return of the King. Um, essentially, is it... I forgot. It's Pippin, in it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Pippin who becomes obsessed. He picks it... He takes it off Gandalf. And he meets Sauron, um... Who basically starts chatting to him in such a way as such, mm-hmm. and he through that we discover um, that the main battle will be at Minas Tirith, which sends Gandalf on his way. Yeah, we're leaving. Aragorn, everyone. Sauron like lets
1: slip some information that he probably didn't intend to, um, but yeah. he also you're we're given we're given the impression that Sauron believes that the Hobbit that he's spoken to is the one that has the ring.
0: Yeah so it's almost like you know this is what i'm going to do then I'm going to come for you yeah um luckily um the pippin doesn't really reveal anything else so gandalf races um to minus Tirith. all right then we sort of right return this is a thing sometimes first two hours of it well first hour or so 90 minutes is it's just setting things up, putting people into place, um, with some payoffs later on. We've got the um, Arwen Elrond um, discussion, um, where she didn't go back, didn't go to the boat because she saw in the future that there was a child. That if Aragorn was to win, there would be an heir. They would have a ch- child to her and. Aragorn and Elrond comes off a bit of a dick here,
1: yeah yeah I mean he kind yeah. of is but yeah
0: yeah He comes off as a bit more more than just um, protected of his daughter he actually lies to her you know he can foresee things yeah and um, we got to minus two, and that's quite impressive scene as the camera scales at Mies Túrf, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's Feel another one of those in, well.
1: incredible miniatures made by uh, Weta Workshop.
0: Yeah. So, um, we get to my Túrf. Gandalf is um, hiding his COVID cough a number of times. I don't know why he was coughing throughout that scene. And we then um, we meet Denerfar. Now Denerfar. In the theatrical cuts comes in here um we did see him in the extended cuts in the two towers he's the father of faramir father of boromir um boromir who's killed at the end of the fellowship and faramir who is a captain of gondor and we see lots of issues we see that gandalf and Denethor do not like each other mm. at all um there's some um script later on where um, Denethor accuses Faramir of just following Gandalf and, it is, and it's said in the book isn't it, that Faramir is more interested basically in Gandalf and learning yeah, rather than Boromir who's more interested in war and swords. Yeah, Denethor kind of doesn't like
1: him because he's a nerd and, and Bor- yeah. Boromir was a jock
0: yeah <laughs> um we also see uh, the fall of Osgiliath. I'm just going to deal with the Minas Tirith, the um, Gondor scenes at the moment. Fall of Osgiliath, um, where the last time we were here, Frodo and Sam were here and they escaped from the Nazgul. But this time, the I mean, I watched this scene again, and the river isn't really that wide. And the Orcs have torches on their boats.
1: Yeah, but it's foggy. So,
0: and yeah, but it wasn't that foggy that you can't see loads and loads of torches mm. throughout. You know, there's I have a bit of an issue if you've got, you know, normally based on what what you see on films and based on what you see what I've read about, you know. As, taxed by water, you normally have to turn all your lights out. You don't have torches burning bright. Uh, you
1: suspend disbelief. I start, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it looks yeah, cool. um, it did. It did. It, it's oh, it's yeah, more it cinematic. Good. It's it, it made for a good yeah, shot.
0: It is, but basically as Giliath, the former capital of Gondor Falls. The Faramir retreats to Minus Tirith and comes in shame Denethor basically accuses him of losing a gil- as Gilly for what his brother had won um, you can see the family problems all service him there family feels loved I think um, is it John Noble
1: oh he plays Denethor yeah, yeah. Another, yeah um, really is he Australian or is he a Kiwi not sure the, he was in that TV the, show. Oh, he's Australian. He was in that TV show Fringe, right? I never watched it,
0: but I haven't watched no. it. Somewhat pile to watch. He was also
1: because... in La Noire.
0: Huh.
1: Mm. Yeah. One of one of the because that was made by an Australian company, was it? Did all the the technology for the motion capture? Was yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's in there amongst many. Also, oh yeah, it's that guy. Faces.
0: Yeah. But is one of these um it's funny when you look at it, how many classic actors are you know The Lord of the Rings um got so you got John Noble, mm-hmm. Christopher Lee, Ian McKellen and who plays Fe King is it who plays
1: Feadon? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the I mean, all recognisable. Yeah. And who have a long line of acting. And um, but also doing a lot of theatre acting I yeah. feel. Yeah, and they have all come and we've, I think universally they have been excellent. Yeah, there's a lot more of in them in of um, characters.
1: Um, slightly less well known to us, uh, but a lot of like mm. New Zealand, well respected Kiwi theatre actors in uh, the Hob- in the mm. Hobbit films as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it shows that the prestige of Peter Jackson, you know, he was managed to get these people on board. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought Denifor was played really, really yeah. well by John Noble. And it does, this is what the extended does it does deepen the relationships. You see the conflict between Faramir and Denifor, you know, the unlovesome, you know, for being too bookish, too much of a nerd. Mm. um So we'll leave it there I um, oh, would we'll say is it Pippin? Pippin gets himself as a guard of Gondor
1: Yeah. a steward there. a steward Gives of
0: Gondor steward. Yeah. Um, promises his service and explains why Boromir was killed mm-hmm. in terms of that Um any thoughts about those scenes, anything we like anything particular um, they're, they're,
1: they're, you know they're, they're all great scenes I've got no complaints for this section of the film no Nick
2: Nick yeah I'm pretty much the same really yeah. so let's I go mean, to this, part uh, of the f- this,
1: this point in the film it's kind of like treading water isn't it you, you know what's coming
2: it Yeah, is. it's it is. you know the minute you, it's just all foreplay isn't it really? yeah. yeah yeah
0: fantasy foreplay
1: Pete Jackson's edging us yeah
0: and, <laughs> yeah yeah taking us down in a uh, to hidden delights.
2: (laughs) Down into the mines
0: of Moria. No,
3: no, (laughs) not right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what we get now is, we we are swapping, so we see Frodo and Sam, and they've hit, they come to Minus Morgul. Now Minus Morgul was called Minus Arno, I think it was, and it was, it's a sister city to Minus Tirith and it was built there to prevent it's called um, Sauron. Minas Ithil Minas Ithil yeah, sorry uh, originally yeah. right
1: um yeah and then it gets captured and twisted and turned into Minas Morgul yeah, yeah.
0: the home of the witch king yeah who's more prominent in this film than anything yeah. else
1: and it looks so fucking cool so, it looks yeah. so cool with like the sort of like underlit green like shafts of light and everything, like it looks like such a cool design. Um, yeah, Ooh. I, I loved the the, the the look of that.
0: Yeah, I won't want to visit it. No, it no, 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 cool.
1: but like it's again, it's another like incredible piece of miniature work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's, I think, amongst all this, has Gandalf because it keeps switching from Frodo, Sam, and Smeagol. Mm-hmm. To Gandalf talking to Pippin, and he starts talking about the Witch King. And you see him armoring up, don't you? Yeah. You see him getting his armor on and stuff. And once again, you've got the spirit. I and mean, his design—I think the Witch King's design is—is is, is a real highlight. Mm. You know, real evil feel about him. You know, he's got about a mace that's just like huge. You know, that helmet feels so heavy.
1: Yeah. with the, the sort of crown of spikes on the top and, um, yeah, just, again, uh, yeah, really, really cool design.
0: Yeah, and basically Minas Morgul basically releases this wave of energy right, right up into the sky, which tells everybody that the attack is, the armies have been released. And you get this massive army coming out of Minas Morgul, and um, Sam Frodo are, tr- uh, are climbing the steps. Are the steps called Sirifungal? No. No.
1: Uh, oh no, the, the steps that they're Sirifuels. climbing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. I think they're. Uh, yeah, it's part of Cirith The steps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the steps. We're the climbing the steps. I mean, I won't even call them steps. Basically, but <laughs> it's really steep. Yeah and so they're going to see this massive arm, this arm just just seems to just constantly be discharging, Mm. But Witch King does sense him, it does sense something but he's not sure what, but he just proceeds with the attack Mm -hmm. and this is where you get the defeat, um, retaking of Asgiliath, and um, what comes up next in the day, I feel is Probably one of my favourite scenes of the whole trilogy is the um, the beacons.
1: Oh, when um, yeah, yeah, uh, Pippin lights the the beacon against Denethor's wishes, wishes. Uh, to send the yeah. message to Rohan to like get get come help, please.
0: Yeah, I I think the music and the way the camera spans across the mountains. Yeah, I'm very cool. I don't know. You've seen the making of the documentary. Yeah. Was that a lot of the CG, or is it just a lot of uh, it where they just put people? No,
1: in? a lot of it was like uh, I, I don't know actually about the fires. But a lot of those shots were just simply just uh, mounting cameras on on helicopters and hmm. getting them. Um, a lot of them were like composites of uh, real shots and then um, CG on top of that. Like uh, like we talked hmm. about back in the first for the first film, how they got WeatherTop. Um, when mm. you see the first shots of Weathertop in the daylight, it's like they found an area where they thought that would look good to have the Weathertop on. They they filmed the area from various angles from a, a helicopter and then um, put used CG to put mm. the Weathertop in that place. You know, um, in post. Yeah. And I, I th- yeah, I I I, I presume it. that's what they did with the with the fires as well. I don't think they really had like bonfires right on on <laughs> <People>. tops <mountaintops laughs> to light them probably not safe I mean
0: I did think even then if it was like a Middle Earth you got these people up at these mountains lighting these bonfires waiting for days and days and days well probably years and years and years for these beacons to build them in what happens if you if you just confront for a toilet exactly I mean, you, th- you might miss you fell it. asleep <laughs> you fell asleep yeah or you forgot to stock up on your wood yep. You would get exactly all these problems, mm. but yeah, I think it's it's it's, a, it's an epic shot where it just swings across. I it once once again with that shot, just the sense of distance between Rohan and Gondor, it's
1: quite a long way. It's not yeah. as if it's, I mean, apart from a couple of like uh, a couple of like very short stabs in the middle of scenes, and like maybe the beginning of the first film. You're never shown like a map of mm. Middle Earth, I don't think. No. So it's hard to get like an idea of the scale of the distance between these places.
0: Yeah. But y- you do get that. You sort of just show that, yeah, these beacons have been lit. Um, but it's not going to be, if they're not going to be there over very a day, it's going to be a number of days before. Before the message gets to gonna me. get yeah. to. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah I just love that thing Mm. it comes down and then you see the because the last time we saw um, Theoden he was like refusing to really help Gondor where was Gondor when Rohan was in need and you know at Helm's Deep and he has that moment of decision to make doesn't Mm he with Aragorn looking at him the whole of his core all his warriors looking at him and the music is just like playing to that is decision the indecision, and then ready for Rohereum you know mm-hmm. and it's quite stirring once again you get that feeling that yeah, it sends you that hope feeling of hope as Gandalf said hope is restored once again, yeah what do you think about seeing Nick yeah, it was good um
2: yeah I don't I don't know I uh, again it's just kind of um. I don't know. It uh, this this film didn't get going for me for quite a while. Um uh-huh. it it took mm. quite a while. Um and there's a lot of cool set design, there's a lot of cool uh just landscapes um and just sort of um I don't know, just set dressing and and stuff like that which
1: was a lot of getting ready for me.
2: Yeah, more for me than the actual scenes were, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um just a lot of stuff to just sort of like, um, it's almost like doing all the paperwork and then getting on with it afterwards, sort of thing.
0: Um, but yeah, hmm. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of pushing things into places. And in there, you have to get the army. Yeah. Of um, minus Mark minus Morgul ready. You have to start moving the Rohirrim up. they have to start making sure that Gandalf and Gondor. You have to make sure that Aragorn starts. <sighs> And the hint of um, that he is the king, you know, like the, the men of Rohan love him and stuff. That type of thing, is just, it's just pushing pieces into play mm-hmm. and making sure that they're at posi- these positions. Um, so it does take a long time for it to actually kick up. I, I do like, you know, how it's set up because it's just, it'd be just be quite a bit of a shock if it just goes, right, helm's deep. Straight on to Gondor, you know. You have to set these characters up. You have to set, that it's, it's not just um, Sauron versus the allies of the West. It's there's divisions happening. There's personal politics. There's personal feelings involved, and etc. etc. So, but yeah. So we'll leave it that there, and we'll go to. Um, Frodo and Sam, because <laughs> here we have another conflict happening.
2: Talking and of that's... personal feelings.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, th- this was a standout bit for me, this next bit. Not gonna lie.
0: Alright, so... Basically, Frodo's not feeling too great being in front of Manus Margul um, The ring's very heavy. Uh, They've been climbing up a Smeagol sheer base. rock face. climb I know. He's a bit hungry. Asked for some um, limbus Mm -hmm. um, bread. And (laughs) Smeagles says it's gone. And the fat hobbit, Sam. He's got all all
1: crumbs on him. Aye. So he definitely ate it. Yeah. And Frodo, that's it. Peanut brain chimp, falls for it. Yeah.
0: He does. Um, sort of like believes yeah. me like the, you know Sam's going to ask for the rings. This is what's going to happen. I'm definitely going to believe
1: this creepy walking skeleton over my oldest friend over yeah. uh, about what happened to the lembus bread. And then he's yeah. like "Fuck off, Sam. I know we've come halfway yeah. across the world. <laughs> but but this this weirdo told me that you ate all the biscuits, so go home." On, on your own, <laughs> fucking Frodo.
2: Yeah, I just, I just love the, the memes for this one. It's like, who would survive? Like, who would he believe? You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> his, um, like oldest friend, or some, you know, a few breadcrumbs.
1: And I mean, it's in the the yeah. book. It's built up a lot more. There, there are a lot more scenes of of Sméagol being very good at like emotionally manipulating Frodo and also pushing all of Sam's buttons.
2: I think as well... Sam um, lashes
1: out. I mean, he beats him multiple times in the book before this scene happens.
2: You get that more in the previous film. In The Two Towers, you had a lot more of Sam sort of shouting at Gollum and demeaning him and stuff like that. So you could probably forget that over the you know, of course, of not watching it for however long. Um, uh, an entire year, yeah. It, it feels like, you know, obviously, Two Towers is busting full already, but that mm-hmm. would have probably been more effective to have been bundled in with that kind of thread. Yep. Because sure. you go back Ooh. to it after, you know, a year of, of you know, between the releases, and you're like, oh, th- this is a stupid thing. Why would, why would Frodo believe this?
1: Well, but, it does. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. The stairs of Ongol, Shelob's lair, the choices of Master Samwise, etc. That's all in the book, The Two Towers.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: But they couldn't mm. fit that in the Two Towers because they had a massive battle scene that went on for like an hour. <laughs> Even though in the actual <laughs> book it was like, what did we, I can't remember what we said it was? How many pages? Twelve.
0: Seven. Twelve. I think. Something,
1: something stupid something like that. Tiny. It's not. Yeah, a very very small section of the book is. Um. Helms Deep starts on page five hundred and twenty-six, ends on five hundred and forty-three. So, mm, 13, not seventeen. Pages. Yeah, not 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 huge, you know. Mm. Um, but this, but I think
0: part of the thing with the Lord of the Rings, it Tolkien doesn't really go into detail about the battles, about the conflict,
1: because they're not interesting.
0: No, thats you don't find them interesting does it I will so. say
1: the Battle of Helms well we'll get on to it I guess <laughs> when we come to the Planno fields but yeah anyway the the, the yeah. scene um, the probably could have like there could have been done with some including more of the scenes that are in the books I guess or not having that scene separated from the other scenes between like, of tension between Sam and Frodo and Gollum Separated between two films or whatever to lend that scene more weight, um, because it comes across as a little bit. Um, why would why would he react this way? And I know you're like you're supposed to assume, yeah. well, well, it's the ring doing its work, but it's not uh, that. It's not really the ring that's doing its work. It's it's Gollum that's doing that's emotionally yeah. manipulating Frodo, um, yeah. and they could probably have done with a little bit more. Um, scenes to lend that some weight, but I, I you know, mm. it's it is what it is. It's, it's fine. It's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does send that division up. I mean, I think in the book, didn't Sam get to the top with Frodo?
1: Yes. I think, I seem to remember. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think maybe it would have been better if we got to the top, and then maybe have this falling out, whereas you having this falling out in the middle of the staircase. Mm on the side of a sheer rock face, and you're blaming crumbs, whereas I don't think it was crumbs in the book, but sort of... Uh,
1: I'm trying to... seems a bit... Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find it. um, Keep talking, I'll find it.
0: Yeah, so... Anyway, we separate Frodo and... Yeah, Frodo basically goes to Sam, go home, you know, off you go, toddle on, past all the armies of Minus Morgul, and make your way back to the shire you know it's only a few thousand leagues or a few thousand miles anyway we get to the top and is this the scene what you like nick this scene with Shelop, um the giant spider to
2: be honest no it was just the breadcrumb bit <laughs> the breadcrumb bit um yeah this it's quite an interesting um, bit, to be fair, though, because obviously you've had sort of Sam and Frodo relationship tested, um, and then you've got, mm. you know, um, a giant spider, like, you know, kidnapping Frodo, basically. Or attempting to...
0: Yeah. This is it. I mean, and there's more in the book, and it's more of a thing, so... Um, she loves she was she was the so well she was a daughter of ununguland the primordial spider all right and she basically preys on anyone orcs goblins anyone who comes up that way and sauron has basically an uneasy um sort of truce around it and will sometimes send um people well orcs and goblins just to feed her Mm. Um, they. She. So she's the biggest spider of the time. Um, I do remember that she. She does have some magic, right? Because she's a living creature, so she's intelligent and stuff. And yeah, I, I do like the. Um, but she made friends with Gollum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on his. She lo- made friends. Well, she was friends. There's a thing in the book where it does say that Gollum was friends with her as th- such.
1: No, I think Gollum just brought her f- victims. Hmm, that's it.
2: So f- they were just friendship, funded, okay?
1: Us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I found this this whole section. I'd I'd completely forgotten about this because it's been it's been a while since I've read the books, but um. The whole, like, the um, Sam and Frodo go into the the lair of Shelob together. And Mm. they're fighting Shelob together. And then Mm. Gollum gets Sam and Mm. starts to strangle him, basically. And then I think he gets knocked out. Right.
0: Hmm. What's better? Is it the... The manipulation of the just plain knocking out. I mean he
1: does get uh, the, 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 I can't remember exactly what happened but I'm pretty sure he does get sent away and then ends up mm. coming back anyway. Um, but I mean it, it it kind of makes more sense in the theatrical cut to have it like that I guess. Um, mm. Yeah. To see that division happening to see probably
0: that further isn't compass mentors yeah. but does make stupid decisions yeah. as such but yeah um I think part of it as well because the Yorks use a tunnel that she uses as well mm-hmm. so to get from one place to another I seem to remember um, but yeah she's the biggest spider um, around in Middle-earth and she just and Sauron's happy to have her there because she protects um, that pass of um, Curufungal, mm. she's been there for hundreds of years. Yeah. Okay. And she's feasted. And also, her okay. her
1: mum was friends with Sauron's master, with Sauron's former yeah. boss. So. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, so she was. She lived somewhere else, and I think the spiders in Murkwood are her offspring or something. I seem to remember.
1: Uh, they're related. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think there was some sort of link between them two anyway. Yeah. So her, her design, I think, was... Peter Jackson basically said to his designers, design me a spider that gives, gives me nightmares. And they went yeah, off... a and pretty
1: good job. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, a, it's
1: pretty nasty.
0: Pretty nasty. Pretty good, scary, you know, um, scene mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's a 12. And this is quite... Terrifying. I can imagine if I was watching it now eight or nine, I'd be like, "Oh shit, mm. I don't like this scene." Mm-hmm. It's, and especially if you don't like spiders. Yeah, it's quite. Yeah,
1: if you were scared of spiders, like it didn't scare me. It just, just like, it just made it just really gross. Like, it creeped me out. Mm. It, it didn't. It didn't scare me in the same way that like uh, when I was a kid, the like the Ringwraiths did. Um, but uh, it's still, it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a giant fucking spider. What's There's nothing pleasant about that at all.
0: No. It's an intelligent, evil giant spider. Yeah. That, that moves really bloody who fast. who can turn well. into a
1: sexy lady in one of the video games. for we'll listen, let's not get into <laughs> that bullshit.
0: <laughs> she does do magic. There's, there's some hints in the lore that she is capable of magic as such. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, turn into a sexy lid, I'm probably not no. going to have that. But yeah, I, I mean, cut short of his battle, basically what happens is, Frodo um, escapes, well he's got through the, what do we call it, the vial of, um, that sends the light, she scares off Sheena. Yeah, 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 I can't thing. remember what it's called. Yeah, but that was that was a gift from Galadriel and Sting. Um, sort of helps fight off, but eventually she's sort it's quite graphic in his house You see the big sting, um, stinger come from her, um, body, and basically you focus on Frodo and she gets him right from the front and deceives this, delivers this poison into his body, just paralyzing him straight away. And it's quite like. Oh shit, wow. Because he's coming out, with releasing all this flame and everything's pouring out of his mouth and he just drops dead. Well, not dead, but drops paralysed mm-hmm. and all that. And then he, straight away she's like wrapping him
1: up. You know, you just think, ugh. That's
0: how, this is what spiders do to flies. Yeah,
1: and you're like, it's the, you're led to believe that he's dead, the same as you are in the yeah. book. And then once Sam has his epic battle and drives Shelob off and mortally wounds her, maybe. It's never entirely clear. Uh, Mm -mm. It's not clear in the book either. Um, Then the orcs come along and find uh, Freda wrapped up and then you find out that, no, he's not dead, he's been paralysed because she likes to eat fresh meat.
0: Yeah, she just paralyses him and stuff and I'm pretty sure what there. spiders
1: actually do, right? To to insects? Mm. Mm. Before, yeah, they su- before they yeah. suck their insides out?
0: Yeah, I mean, when I look around spider webs around my, at my house, it's just like, not inside, but outside of the garden. Mm. Um, There's loads of flies and all sorts of stuff yeah. hanging on them. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what they do. So, yeah, Sam thinks um, Frodo's dead... But it's not. It's taken to a tower. The orcs in the tower have this. And um, um, again, it shows. Before we go in
1: to the tower, they he walks mm. past, uh, and you get a shot of. But it is never even mentioned. Uh, the watchers at the gate.
0: No, they don't do the watchers. Now the watchers are a weird thing. Mm. When I read it, even when I reread the books, the watchers are a weird thing. It's almost like um, a sphinx. Yes. You know, the Sphinx was supposedly a guardian. Uh-huh. And is it the Sphinx in Never in the Star or something like that? Uh, well, those, those
1: ones yeah. just, like, they're, like, vaporized stuff that... Yeah. yeah. No, no. They, they, like, the watches at the Gate will, like, prevent entry to anyone who isn't a friend mm.
3: to yeah. that tower.
1: Uh, and he just wanders in, whereas yeah. in the books there's a whole scene where, like, he has to use the, the glass star to... Um, to force his way past the watchers and then it sets off like an alarm kind of yeah um, it does and all of that's exercised from the film I, I can understand why it would just be one more thing to put in yeah so that's fine to, to yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah um, there's a massive conflict
1: Well, before then, it's there's, like they—they it. they, something has injured Shelob, and they can see evidence of the yeah. wounds, and they think—and they, they don't know. Obviously, they've never heard of hobbits. They will assume that it's some sort of mm. mighty warrior who was done battle with Shelob and driven it off, and then it may be on its way there or whatever.
0: Yeah. So this is rumor of a mighty warrior, mighty elf warrior, mm. injured Shelob, wiped out this Tower of Orcs. Yeah. And escaped and roaming Mordor and, you know, the Orcs are worried about this um, mighty uh, warrior. But in the the film, it's quite swift. It's basically the conflict between the Orcs is there, which, I you know, I like. Once again, you get in the...
1: Now, it's never said... I mean, the big fight between Shagrat and Gorbag.
0: Yeah, but it's never said. But I presume these are just... Is it a, or, a or No. Um, no, no are, are they just different orc tribes? The urukai, the whole urukai
1: thing, is very confused in the film. In the, uh, why between the, well, it's very confused between the films and the books. So in the in the hmm. in the films, um, the urukai were this new breed of uh, of orcs that um, the Saruman bred that could run in the daylight. Hmm. But there, but, but there were Uruks that that um, existed before then, and there were um, Uruks in Mordor as well. Um, they're all over the place in the in the books, but Ooh. in the film, I think the Urukai were just the ones that Saruman made, and the rest are orcs. So they're a bit yeah. smaller and and like bent over and crooked and whatnot
0: yeah i mean the uraki are descended from men so saruman corrupted men and he's basically basically his gene splicing was it sauron or morgoth who created arcs from elves? Uh, uh,
1: uh it was morgoth or, or melkor whatever you want to call morgoth. him um, yeah, yeah they've been around for a long time a long long time way like, way yeah. before sauron
0: <clears throat> yeah and they're the ones who don't run in the dark. And they are not run in the light, light no. De- light.
1: Which is why no. the, why there's that gigantic storm cloud that comes from Mordor that, that, that covers the sky mm. over the Pleno fields because so that the orcs can march underneath it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um So, they leave that tower and then they dress up as uh, orcs because they're going to they have to get across Mordor and as they look at mordor they see all these fires and they're going oh shit we have to get across mordor to mount doom mm. how are we going to do that let's dress up as orcs um let's just pause that then we'll follow back to gondor itself once again we come to Denethor versus faramir Denethor, sadly orders faramir who's Sadly, follows his orders to retake Osgiliath. I mean, height of stupidity! You're on horses, you're a cavalry, and you're going to charge a town, a city. Basically. Yeah,
1: you've got to remember that J.R.R. Tolkien fought in World War One,
3: and no, yeah, Denethor
1: true. is basically a World War One general. Mm-hmm. sending mm-hmm. men over the top to certain death just because it's what is expected yeah yeah
0: yeah I mean I recently watched Tolkien um, Now, I'm not saying it's a great film but it does provide that insight you can see ah, the ideas of war and the fellowship um, of what his life experienced feed into The Lord of the Rings yep. and The Hobbit it is so it's quite an interesting thing. It makes me want to read about his life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a tangent. Um, won't go down too far. But yes, sadly, um, Faramir isn't successful. Um, with that, I mean, Gandalf tries to stop him. But, and it's quite good. I, I quite like the fact that the, it shows a lot of women here. You know, they're going to be the impact of this war. Um is massive, you know, the throwing the flowers on the men. They know that they're going to certain death, basically. Mm-hmm. They know that, you know, it's a waste of men. And the women are just throwing flowers at their feet and it's very solemn, somber yeah. atmosphere. You know, the music itself.
3: Yeah.
0: And alongside that we get um it's quite effective. We get Denefor eating lunch. Um you, you've never seen grapes and tomatoes just you know as a metaphor for blood. And
1: eating Well, he couldn't add ketchup, you know. could he?
0: <laughs> no. So <laughs> And Pippin singing alongside it, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Mm. While yeah, the, while the men are gone all right off to their certain doom. <clears throat> yeah. yeah,
2: that was a strange Yeah. Yeah.
1: Strange. Do you like the scene?
0: I like the scene. Mm-hmm. I, think it's a yeah. c- I think it's a powerful scene. Yeah, for hmm. sure. Yeah. Because I think... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's lost. And then the armies of Mordor, on Minas or Minas Morgul, um, come outside Minas Tirith. I'm just going to take us... Because we keep following these three strands. You've got three different groups of people. We'll go back to Gimli and um, Aragorn. Um, with the Rohirrim on the muster, basically two days to muster. Because I mean, they're, right, they're going up this hill, this mountain out there,
1: taking the mountain pass between um, sh- Rohan yeah. and Gondor.
0: Yeah, yeah, <coughs> and we've got the first of a prophecy, isn't it? And it's first time we have a prophecy where back in Isildur's time. We there were a group of men who promised an oath to Isildur to come and help him at the time of a great battle, mm. and they didn't, and they were cursed. They were
1: proclaimed oathbreakers. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And these oathbreakers are in the mountain, mm-hmm. and they remain there as ghosts, and no one really goes there. No. Um. But there is a prophecy that says. That they will follow the king, and the king will release them, and of the Aragon has to go. And is mentioned a couple of times that you need to go through the mountain pass. Basically. Yeah, it's um, in, this, in the
1: film. It's like uh, it's Elrond, isn't it, who goes along and tells him because he's yeah. contractually ob- obligated to be in the films. In the books, it's just a messenger, right? He just he just receives yeah. a, a messenger who says like he gets his who gives him a message from from Elrond. He just says like remember the paths of the mountain and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, um, yeah, and he goes and off, and
0: he also gives him now <clears throat> some Yes, oh, the sword. Yeah. So the sword that that's being reformed. Yes, and if he... I mean, I'll come to this at the end, but um, but he goes into the mountain pass, and you get a few scenes of you know levity with Gimli trying to blow these spirits away. Um, the amount of skulls. In his place it was unbelievable.
1: Oh the mount yeah, the the the, the yeah, yeah. um avalanche of skulls.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh it's like um uh, what's that
1: church? It's in like France or Belgium or Germany or somewhere like that. like the basement is full of skulls.
2: There's a there's a whole church that's like decorated with skull they've got like banners of skull made of bones and stuff like that. Uh, the Church of Bones somewhere in it's like
3: Middle uh, Europe, oh, I want to say
1: Yeah, the skull chapel so Saint Barthol- Saint Bartholomew's church in um Lower Silesia in Poland.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, that's fucked up. But there's another really one cool. that's like all the basement's just full of just the full skulls. of skulls, yeah. Um
0: I mean the skulls everywhere in this mountain, the skulls there's so many skulls. There's, uh, I'm
1: not, I'm not the Church of St. Michael in Austria has over 700 skulls in the basement.
2: Nice. There's also the <laughs> Sedlec Ossuary in the Czech Republic, uh, which has... How many bones do you have? How many bones? not say how many 200 bones. 200 and something?
1: 206? I don't know.
0: That sounds a lot of bones, a lot of skulls. Yeah, a lot of skulls, yeah. I mean... So... He meets the breakers, doesn't mm-hmm. he? And because for this part of the reason why he goes there is because there's a secret fleet of the corsairs, or pirates, um, coming up the river, um, burning Gondor's outposts and um, to attack Minus turf. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's a, like it's like a pincer movement. Mm-hmm. So he has to stop that. What do you think about this scene then <clears> with <throat> the? Um, spirits
1: the scene with the spirits is very cool very yeah very cool Mm. um i noted that okay this was 20 years ago so it was still Mm. you could argue a different a different time um but still kind of surprises me that that Peter Jackson didn't do anything to tone down, shall we say, the slightly dubious um, descriptions in the books of the um, Easterlings and <laughs> the uh, the Dunlendings and, and whatnot. So, so the pirates that come up the coast Ooh. are clearly supposed to be like Asian pirates. And the uh, Easterlings that come up in their, uh, in their um, or wherever they're from, I can't remember where they're from in the in the in the books. The the, the ones that come up with their their gigantic oliphants Oliphants. are clearly Mm. like North African, Middle Eastern. Mm. Um, some of yeah, some of the the the, definitely by today's standards. A lot of the, the descriptions of. Um, certain races in Lord of the Rings could be viewed in modern terms as being slightly suspect, yeah. uh, and mm. d- I'm surprised that that Peter Jackson didn't really tone any of that down at all. If those films were made today, I imagine they would. It shows you how much has changed mm. in the last twenty years in terms of mm. racial sensitivity in um, in cinema. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was that's my. Tappens on that, you woke snowflake. You, I know, I know.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's another group in the book which is not included in the films because aside the journey of of a Rohirrim to Gondor isn't an easy one, it's not just they managed to get to um, Gondor easily enough with no problems. Mm -hmm. In the book, they're having to fight little fights. But because um, Sauron's aware that they will be coming, so he puts like forces there on the path on the path to Gondor. So they have to get back. That- There's a group. Is it? There's a group of men. Is it the wolves? I can't remember. There's a certain group of men anyway of tribal men that help the Rohirrim um, avoid um, all the orcs um, in the book. Yes. It's been a while not, since
1: I've read it. I can't remember. Really no, it doesn't need to be, yeah. though.
0: No. It's, you know, it's just possibly showing that Sarum was aware that they were coming. Mm. Um, anyway. Yeah, the scene with the earth and with him spirits is good. I find it quite you know a bit dubious that they were Gimli and Aragorn were able not to avoid falling down the pit with all these skulls. Yeah, you know, Legolas, I'll give him... He passes that stereo to check quite easily. The other two must have done really high rolls as well. Yeah. As you go through. And they come out, you see the Corsairs um, attacking. And um, the leader of the Ghosts, the Spirits, comes out and says, you know, they'll fight. And it takes... That's in the first disc on the Blu-ray. And... Mm-hmm. Um, while um, we see, then we see three of them Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas stopping, um, saying to the Corsairs, you know, surrender, we'll fight. And then you see basically the ghost just taking over the ship, um, just swarming mm-hmm. it. Yeah. First um, signs that. It's know, never really I explained
1: in the book or in the film how ghosts kill people but <coughs>
0: uh, you it's know. not, it's never actually explained no. that, um, how but it, it doesn't um, matter the, no the blade that should be stops um, and Aragorn's able to crush his throat but it is what it is isn't it I suppose and then we come to this big battle um, the battle of Pelennor Fields so it's a, it's probably it's the main part of the film. Um, now I'm going to be completely honest, because <laughs> I'm a history teacher, and sometimes when part of the topics I do teach is um, medieval history and castles and attacking and defending the castle, and I've used this scene um, numerous times in my lessons to show kids of the various weapons of um, attacking the castle. It's very difficult to find anything, but can show the difference, differences. So you've got like the battery ram, mm-hmm. you've got siege towers, mm-hmm. you have got uh, mangonels, and you've got catapults. Trebuchets, man. And you've also... You know, what about those fucking so.
1: trebuchets? For a while, yeah. didn't the internet get weirdly obsessed with trebuchets like a couple of years ago for some reason? They were all right? over Twitter and Reddit and stuff. People were mad about trebuchets for some reason. Yeah, the cutting edge, cutting got the psychological like warfare. razors edge of of um, uh, middle age technology, dark age technology.
0: Yeah, yeah. Before we discovered the, the, the
1: gunpowder that those like uncivilized <laughs> Chinese had, um, we just lobbed rocks at each other.
0: That's it, and. I also have the psychological thing of lobbing heads, which was used. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In yep. various sieges. Uh-huh.
1: So and also me, um, like disease-ridden corpses of cows and stuff like that into yeah. castles that were That's under it. siege to help spread disease and yeah.
0: Yeah, we were, we were civilized. Oh at the time. hell yeah! But <laughs> but yeah, I just think for me. For, as a as a teacher, I've used this scene so many times. I've seen the scene so many times, and sometimes you see the kids going, "Huh? But did they have dragons?" Mm, I think no, you should
1: probably pick choice. a different film.
0: I don't, but there's no film that there's, shows all these. There's got to be. In F2 there's got <F2> to be.
1: They isn't no? They isn't they Isn't? Oh, seriously, no. I've not. Right. Oh, well, I guess it's hard to find one that also doesn't have lots of blood and guts yeah. in. And Um,
0: this is it. There's a few, like, Ironclad and stuff that do have sieges, and I think there's a title. Yeah, but but there's also a lot of blood
1: and and fucking in that.
0: Yeah, but also, it's got two different types of, like...
1: The siege of... um, We're we're getting very off topic here, but the the siege of Paris in um, the show Vikings. Mm. It's got quite a lot of that stuff. It's very good.
0: I might have to have a look at that. But Vikings is quite. Yeah, there's a lot of bloody, a lot of
1: blood and fucking in that as well. I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all I have to do is tell the kids ignore the trolls, ignore the orcs, ignore the flying, ignore the gigantic
1: (laughs) wolf-headed, flaming, uh, um, bashing ram that has its own name.
0: Yeah, but it's quite true to medieval warfare. (laughs) You'll get an idea of the taste of it.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: What are your thoughts about this battle?
1: It goes on for way too long. It goes it's on like Helms mm. Deep. It goes on. Helms Deep, I thought was uh, pushing the very edge. Maybe just stepping over the edge of being slightly too long. The Battle of Plenilfield is way too long. So, in I've got it saved here, bookmarked in my copy of of. Um, Hang on my copy of The Return of the King. The Battle of Plain of Fields starts on page 839 and ends on page 849. Ten pages. Ten pages. It's even less pages in in this book than uh, Helm's Deep. And then they're on to the more important things, the Pyre of Denethor, the Houses of Healing, the Big Debate, the March of the Black Gates, and so on and so forth. Um, it's yeah it's a bit it's all a bit much um, but and it's toward, and to, the towards the end it gets like it's like um so in the when you see that incredible shot in uh the two towers where you see the vastness of saruman's army and it's like oh that's crazy that's all oh, there's loads of orcs that's, that's nuts and it's shot um just how like you know the special effects uh, the t-rex scene in jurassic park holds up to this day because they used as few uh, um, cg shots as they could get away with and the rest was mm. you know physical puppets and they shot it at night in the rain and it helps to mask a lot of that stuff and helms deep was shot at night in the rain and some of the cg elements are, are masked by that fact and it just makes for a better setting anyway um but then Peter jackson had to top that with pleno field and so the 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 army is is like 10 times the size of it and it's as far as the eye can see and it's covering the entirety of pleno fields and then there's gigantic fucking elephants and whatnot and the, the some of the elements of the of the, the the fight the battle like the the fighting in the street once the once grond breaks down the first door um and there's like Ooh. fighting and people being murdered and whatnot in the streets. Like, that, that all looks fine. A lot of the stuff out in the actual field looks really bad. When they start killing... When I start fighting the elephants, that shit looks bad. When... um, There's one particular scene. There's always one scene in every Peter Jackson film where the CG looks terrible. Like, really, really bad. And it's the scene where... Um, Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas turn up with their army of the dead, and Legolas takes down one of the the um Olyphons on his own, and then he as he as it dies he like yeah. surfs down the 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 trunk and lands on the floor, and like there's bits where he's like climbing up it and you see um you can see he's like just hanging on to something and there's like a green screen below him and it doesn't quite match up right. And then in the wide shots, it looks like a video game. Uh, yeah. It's bad. I hate some of that stuff. Yeah. Like it's just, it does it. It looked rough at the time. 20 years later, it looks awful. Some of that stuff. Um, and it's, it's also really hard to gauge where anyone is in the middle of it. Mm. You know? There's the bit where the, the Rahirim turn up and they have their charge down the hill, um, mm. like just like they did it in the last film, um, and that's all fine. After that point, I have absolutely no idea where the individual characters are in the middle of of the battle. I've got no idea of their location, mm. like um, Theoden and um, uh, Eowyn hid hiding in a helmet uh, to pretend that she's a guy and. Um, and Merry are there fighting um, in the middle of mm. in the middle of just a load of chaos. And uh, apart from like a few shots where you can kind of see Minas Tirith in the background, it's like hard to tell where they are in the in the in the, the battle. However, in the middle of that, there are some very cool scenes um, when um, right before the Rahirim turn up, uh, and Gandalf runs into the the Witch King. And like yeah. has a little standoff against him, and the Witch King breaks his staff. Uh, that yeah. whole scene's really cool. And the scene where the, the, actually it's just the scenes with the Witch King. The Witch King's fucking cool. Um, the fight mm. when when the Witch King comes down and like knocks Denethor off his um, Théoden off his horse, and then has his little fight yeah. with um, with Eowyn. Eowyn. That whole sequence is really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. And the way. That they deal with, like, because oh, it's never, it's not really described particularly um vividly in the book how the Witch King dies and the way that, like, when she stabs <laughs> stabs him in his like hollow helmet, mm. his face like implodes. um That's yeah. really neat. I really enjoyed that.
0: But it's a combat. It's a take back to how uh, Sauron implodes. Yeah, it loses the ring, yep. isn't it? Yep. The the release of energy Um, but apart from that
1: like those little moments and then at the end it's just you just see lots of like green men swarming all over the battlefield and and killing everything and it's like mm. uh, someone just turned on the cheat codes Um, (laughs) most of the battle is incomprehensible uh, not particularly enjoyable and pretty pretty boring to be honest I don't know if if you feel the same way Nick
2: yeah, no, nah, I completely agree, really. Mm. Um, just pretty my check on everything you said, I think. It's not the worst CG in the film. Oh, uh, that'll okay. Come later. That'll come later, I think, All right, personally. okay. Um, Fair. But, yeah, not right. Not not aged well, and especially, um, I only watched the 1080 versions upscaled to 4K. I can imagine the 4K versions are even rougher. Mm-hmm,
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anything that Ooh. involves like a green screen or early 2000s mm. computer technology uh, in bright daylight um, does not hold up. Does not hold up at all, really. Mm.
0: Um, uh, I mean, I quite enjoy it. I think the start of it's really good. I think the effectiveness, you see the leader of the Orcs is a cripple. I mean, so you see, you seen that to be a leader of the Orcs as a cripple, he must have been really. Well, he's strong. not really a cripple. For. He's is
1: malformed. Well. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'd say as the lead-up's really good. the The beginning of the siege is really good. Everything up to hmm. when the Rahirim turn up is really good, and then it just becomes a bit a bit of a mess. The bit in the middle with the Witch hmm. King is really good, and then it returns back to being a bit of a mess Um, Mm. but isn't that battle and it's it's like a quarter of the film
0: Mm. isn't that war I mean yes but there are
1: ways of shooting it effectively now Mm. say take for instance the um, the beach scene from Saving Private Ryan it's like it's utter mm. chaos, but you know where the characters are at, 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 at every point. You you can you can follow what is happening. Um, too often during mm. the Battle of Plano Fields, I just got completely lost, and it's just like there's there's just too much stuff going on here. Um, and yeah, not I don't know, I don't know. I I've uh, I, I just I think I, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but like but judging it against. The Hel- the Battle of Helm's Deep, which was much smaller and tighter in scale, um, mm. in comparison, uh, I think it it yeah does a bit of a disservice.
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean
0: it's a different type of battle as well, isn't yeah. it? It is during the daylight, so those effects maybe were not going to look as good. No, in the daylight, but you couldn't do another battle in nighttime we um, couldn't do another battle in the rain. No. Um I think some of it but... is indulgent. I think the elf c- Legolas killing the oliphant. But the but is... it isn't like
1: the, the sun is supposed to have be been blocked out by this by the clouds coming from, mm. from Mordor and it's like still look pretty bright. Still look pretty bright to me.
0: Yeah. It does. It does. I like the exchanges between um Minas Tirith and the the Ark Army with the massive basically using oh yeah parts of
1: throwing back gigantic chunks of masonry <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it <laughs> I mean that'll work I
0: like the yeah I like the fact that the Nazgul do come in and we do wipe out most of the um trebuchets mm-hmm. so, yeah and um, so I, I, it's a bit of a, yeah I can see the issues with it you know especially when the the army of the dead comes up and yeah you've got the army of the dead just basically wiping out the whole orc army as such um there's a lot of chaos you do get a sense of the elephants coming up when the were here and have to redo the line um i think that's quite effective and how the elephants basically and i think i do i looked it up The horses would not charge I probably wouldn't charge an elephant. No. Cuz they're or not
1: They're not the smartest of animals, but they're not they're not suicidal. No. And they're very easily spooked. Yeah. And I imagine a gigantic uh, huge elephant thing would spook a horse. So, yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, artistic license. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I mean, but amongst all this battle, you've got a few things going on. You have the death of Theoden, um at the hands of uh, the Witch King. Mm. You've also got the death of Denithor, um who tries to, who thinks Faramir is dead. Well, it's, it's, it's oh, yeah,
1: he's not. He's clearly not, and in the book, he's clearly not as well. No. He's like, no, he's come back and he's injured and he's he's not doing well. So the answer yeah. is to set fire to him. Yeah. No. Well this is not, it. It's yeah, um but but Denethor's a madman, so Yeah. Denethor is a First I mean, World the War the General, book, like we said. He's uh, he's he's uh yeah. um um Stephen Fry in Black Goes Forth.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in the book it's it's explained that he's be, he's got a palantir and he's been basically talking to Sauron. Yeah. And
1: he's been shown or, his doom and he's he's completely yeah. lost to to um to he's uh, completely mad grief and um Yeah. Uh I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Is it yeah yeah, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, but while in the film it's more of the size of the army. That sends him mad. Yeah. Uh, that sends him mad. But Gandalf prevents that, um at the death of um Faramir. Well, Danafor takes a leap off. The top of minus. He gets, two.
1: he catches on fire the and then runs and, runs and runs and then falls off the edge of the top and yeah. like, like that was a that was an okay shot. That was kind of cool. He yeah. runs out and then like it pans across and you see like the, the battle going on. Um, yeah, I just wish there'd been more um, there'd been more time spent on those scenes rather than the, the, the battles.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. I mean. So in, like I say, in the book here, the Battle of fields is ten pages long. The Pyre of Denethor is eight pages. So they spend almost as much time on that scene in the book as they do on the entire Battle of Plenilfields. Hmm. So, you know,
0: I mean, it's a difficult choice because
1: I I know you gotta give you gotta give movie audiences what they want. And they want big battles. It's a spectacle, isn't a spectacle. It? Yeah, and I and so, understand that.
0: Yeah. And if you watch the extended, it fills. I mean, quite the extended ones don't even include everything of the books, you know. Because once Battle of Pelennor Fields ends, there's a lot more in the books of where. Um, so the Battle of Pelennor Fields well, ends, well, uh, like we're,
1: with, we can, I we can probably move on from that now because. Um, th- I, w- I yeah, will explain later My reasons why I think This should have been cut shorter hmm. Because it was Because it fun. comes at the expense of Other things that I thought were more important But anyway
0: hmm. Well yeah I mean In the book it focuses more on Aragorn not wanting to come in To the city Staying out of the city Yeah Refusing to come in because he doesn't see himself as he shouldn't be in but he has to go in secret because power of a king healing mm-hmm. um, Has to heal Eowyn has to heal um, Merry um, Because he struck for Witch King as well with his weapon He also has to help Faramir um, And Once after Battle of Pelennor Fields it's almost like a gallop to the end because you get so much going on you get this discussion now going in place where right what do we do let's go attack let's go to the, back, the, the, the gate the black yes. gate yes you know let's gather the men whatever we've got left we will march to the black gate which we are doing the mm-hmm. book which we do they do it takes it's an entire
1: chapter it. the last debate which goes on for longer yeah. than the battle of the fields <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um but you've also got that um feeling and um, as they march you've got this thing happening in Minister of the Romance of Faramir and Ewen um happening, which is alluded to even in the extended. Um it's only giving about 30-40 seconds um in the film mm-hmm. but it's it goes on for quite a bit in the book. Um, and eventually they get to the Black Gate and the reason why they go to the Black Gate isn't to win it's just to cause a distraction
1: yeah to draw the remaining yeah. armies out into the open to give yeah. Frodo and Sam a chance to tr- to across trundle the across the plains over to Mount Dane yeah
0: yeah so they eventually get outside um, the Black Gate, which we last saw in the two towers. And the gate opens. And I quite like this person, the mouth of Sauron. He's an evil bugger. And I like his design. Yeah. You know, the way his mouth, his teeth, are like um sharp teeth, but also his mouth he's got like saw. Yeah, they
1: and... they like uh, the the actor I can't remember the name of the actor who uh, played him. Um he um, wore like weird prosthetics in his mouth, and then they they digitally sort of like um enhance it to make the mouth bigger. Um, yeah, it looks like something that you would see in like Silent Hill. Yeah, you know. Well, I was going to say, I'm really quite impressed that, up. that was yeah.
2: digital because it looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. Some of the effects really, really do hold up. It's just. A lot of them, uh, that. I guess
2: so that's, that's a mix of like real effect and just enhancing it with digital, digitalization, mm. which always looks better than just computer, completely CGing it. Mm.
1: I'm trying to find the description okay. of him in in the book. Oh, yeah. Actually, the description in the book, because I, 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 I thought the description, I, I, I could remember the description of the book being slightly less dramatic than this, but it's not. Um,. A tall and evil shape mounted upon a black horse—if horse it was—for it was huge and hideous, and its face was a frightful mask, more than a more like a skull than a living head. And in the sockets of its eyes and in its nostrils, there burned a flame. Um, the rider was robed all in black, and black was his lofty helm. Yet this was no ring wraith, but a living man. Oh no, sorry, yeah, so he's just like a dude. Um, in no, it's not yeah, a yeah, 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 but like. uh there's no there's not there's more description of, of his like mount than he is of, of like the actual character itself in the in the book uh, i don't know if mm. stuff's been accentuated over the years by the various artists who've done concept art and whatnot but um yeah the design's really really cool mm. um messed up though, <laughs> like it's got he's got a fucked up grill yeah mm. it is
0: like i said it's really good design and mm. the discussion between the two of them because he's an emissary, emissary of Sauron, um, he's basically saying the, the armies of Gondor need to retreat, um, never sail sail Sauron the Great ever again, and it does bring out Frodo's mithril vest, and the oh. spy um, yeah. would be tortured for many years, with saying that he's, he's captured, whereas in the film it's more like he's dead, Mm. You know, so there's differences there, and um, I don't know, do, does Aragon kill him in the?
2: Yeah, oh, in the book, in the, book. Sorry. In in the, the book. book,
1: I'm trying to find it.
2: Yeah, in the film, it's because he says something like, uh, "You wouldn't have thought like such a small person could mm. suffer such pain," or something. Yeah, Aragorn just like whips his sword out, decapitates him, and says, yeah. "I don't believe him." Yeah, that's it. No, that was a book. That was a pretty badass scene. Not gonna yeah, lie. it was. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, bricks. The um, what is it? The neutrality the What do I call it when you meet Emrys? you met oh, no white flag.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it's called, <sighs> but I know what you mean. Uh, yeah,
0: true?
1: no, mm. he doesn't die in the in the book.
0: No, no, he escapes, but in the film he does die. Um, mm. But that journey from mine's Tirith to the Black Gate takes days. There's loads yep. of stuff still going on. The it's also across, a really
1: long way. Yeah,
0: you know, the journey across Mordor um, for Sam and Frodo takes days. It's they're running out of water. I mean, does it allude to that? You know, they're being shadowed by Orcs. as Orc patrols following them, catching. Their it, it wasn't just that, that oh, as they, they... I mean, they do get captured in a line, they, you know, and they're going to get sent to the front line because um, they're like stragglers and deserters as such. Um, mm-hmm. But this, it just condense everything. Um, really quickly into about half an hour or something like that, that.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we, we mentioned it before, but th- these films don't do a very good job of showing the passage of time.
1: Nope. And this one in particular has some pacing issues.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: The passage but, of time
0: in this one is difficult. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then, so you've got the the armies of the West as such, um, the Rohirrim and the Gondarians um, and Dwarf and an Elf, and we see that Salmon and Frodo are able to get across because the armies of Mordor all go to the Black Gate um, with Sauron and it's a real struggle across, isn't it, for Sam and Frodo um, there's a lack of water um, Sam says, well, if I can't carry the ring, I'll carry you instead, and puts hikes him up on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and as we get towards Mount Doom and, it, there is a real issue with the person because it seems, they never get close when when we get into the bottom of Mount Doom, we think oh, you got, I just thought, today, you got climbing up that mountain is going to take a, lo- a long time, you know, if you yeah. think about It's going to take an hour, two, three hours. So it's not going to take a few minutes.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. But they eventually get up. They're attacked by Gollum. Yep. Have they not? Yep. He makes an attack. Um, um, Sam fights him off with Sting. Um, Yep. So he goes off. And they eventually get um, into Mount Doom. Into the entrance of what Sauron made, and where he made the ring. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about these two as we go through it?
1: Well, it's it's the same as it is in the book, isn't it? It's a mm-hmm. it's a, uh, a a repeat of the um, the scene that you had at the beginning of the first book between yeah. Elrond and. Um, um, is it Isildur? Isildur, yeah, yeah. Elrond
0: and between, Isildur.
1: between Elrond and Isildur, and he's like cast it into the fire, and Isildur's like, nah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can keep it. it, yeah, because the ring's taken, uh, taken hold of him, uh, and it happens very quickly at that point because men are weak, but hobbits are resilient. Hmm. But this hobbit's been hanging onto the ring for a long time, and it finally, it finally gets its clutches. Finally, you know, gets its fingers into isn't Frodo's there something brain. As well,
2: isn't it something as well where the ring knows when it's in danger, so it's sort of like.
1: The ring looks out for it. Tightens its grip. Yes.
2: Yeah. Tightens its grip.
1: Yep. Yeah. But it's also
0: yep. in its seat of power, isn't it? Sauron's literally.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: Minutes mm-hmm. in a way. Baradur is, yep. uh, in essence, um, right there. So yeah. it's probably more powerful now. I just remembered one thing. Do you, the eye of Sauron sees him, doesn't it? It's sort of like sees yeah, him. Yeah. Um Elijah Wood does this weird I don't know.
1: The way he drops. Really he he drops. <laughs> yes.
0: So I quite like the fact that Frodo fails. Yeah. You know. He's not good... he's a
1: flawed hero, he's not perfect. Yeah. But it's and also the... The, the fact that then the in the in the involved in the, in, the, in the ensuing like melee, it's um, Gollum gets the ring by biting off Frodo's finger, Ooh. and then he, in his excitement, like clutching the ring, falls over the edge. Yeah, he, he falls over the edge in the book, in the film, it gets pushed over the edge in, in the film, whatever. Um well, him and Frodo
0: are fighting over
1: the ring again, isn't it? In the film, in the, yeah, book, but in the in, the, in the book, I think he, I think in the book he just falls, right? He just loses yeah, his footing and falls. Yeah, he jigs about, dances and yeah, stuff. Yeah, dancing around because <laughs> he got his pressures back and he falls. And it it goes back to that thing that uh, that um, when Frodo asks, uh, you know, early on in the first book, like why Bilbo didn't kill. It was a pity mm. that Bobo, Bilbo didn't kill. Gollum and uh, uh, Gandalf says that it was pity that it stayed its hand, and he feels that Gollum may have some part to play for good or ill. Yeah, and it's Gollum who ends up destroying the ring. Yeah, um, nice little twist of that of that story. Um,
2: it is. Also, sort of goes into the thing of the only way the ring can be, is actually destroyed is by someone sort of like accidentally destroying it. It's, it's not purposeful in the end yes
0: yeah. yeah and even then it's, I like the fact that it still tries to save itself mm. in a, it solidifies the lava underneath it as long as it could but then eventually it it's forced to it hasn't got the power to keep that going
1: uh, yeah I don't think that was the I, I never saw that as like the rings doing I just thought it's like it just happened to land on a little crust of lava and then that crust gave way and the ring fell through but you know different interpretations I'm sure
2: yeah. so this is the bit in the film that I think has the worst CG the lava looks awful
1: oh really Ooh. do you uh, not think I mean no, I, don't, I, don't. I haven't looked at much wow. lava up close for comparison uh, <laughs> I I've I never noticed uh, I might have to go back and have a look and see because maybe it maybe it is but it's it, it never I never it never stuck out to Me as being like bad CG,
2: hmm. interesting for, for hmm. me, it was the worst of the film. I think hmm. the films, probably
1: fair enough.
0: Well, um, yeah, I mean, one thing uh, the eagles come as well, isn't it? And that's like a throwback, yeah, about fucking the time. The Hobbit, isn't it? When um, was it Mary or Pippin shout, The eagles are coming, and that's like, yeah, throwback to the end of the Hobbit season. It probably didn't probably thought we never going to film The Hobbit.
1: They are a bit so, of a, like, um, deus ex machina, uh, but mm. also the eagles, like, do not give a shit and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. So, fair enough. <laughs> I That's remember it. a lot of discussions from people who hadn't read the books or anything when the films came out. Was like, Why didn't the eagles just carry them all away in the mm. first place? Mm-hmm. It's like, because they're not, they're not public transport. No. Um, they they don't care for the affairs of the other people. Man. They'll help out. They'll help out if they fancy it. They're very aloof.
0: Yeah, and you get the moth as well, which is good. <laughs> yeah, their messenger, their like vanguard.
1: Yeah. And then oh, there's the rest of it's just like, hey, um, they wake up in a hospital. Are well, not in Ooh. hospital in like the, the houses of healing or wherever. Um, yep. there's a lot more stuff of that in the book. Um,
3: yeah, but we don't a very, need
1: this
2: very quick run through of what happens. Yeah, it's like, oh, really. He's
1: uh, it's uh, yeah, everyone's like, uh, everyone's better. Um, mm. magical, everyone's Arag- going to be the new king. Um, the hobbits bow to no man, and everyone else bows to them, and then they're like, let's go home. Yeah. And oh, then Aragorn they, gets married. Aragorn get gets married.
2: Just, they don't just say, let's go home, though. They say it in, like, you know... I don't know. It took him about a minute to say, and so yeah. 13 Ooh. months after our long journey begins. Yeah, or we, finally... And, like, this, the cut is, like, sweeping over a map of all, all their travels and stuff.
1: Yeah. It's kind of yeah. cool,
2: but, yeah, they could have just gone home, and then the shy yes. music plays, and I was like, oh, we're back to the good bit."
1: okay um right we'll come back to this I'll just I'll put a pin in that um mm. we'll just finish the film first yeah, uh, there's a number of endings in
0: so you got the yeah endings. so they go back
1: there's, there's that ending there's the ending when they get back to the Shire and then there's the ending with like oh man I'm really tired because I held the ring for a long time so I need to go to the undying mm. lands in the west and then there's that there's that, there's that ending
0: and then there's the like Bilbo's ending.
1: and then there's um, Sam like being like oh well that's me I'm gonna carry on blah 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 that ending Um,
0: there's a lot of endings
1: there's a lot of endings and there is in the books but yeah here's my biggest problem with these with this film um and the reason why I feel like the the battle scene should have been cut down to at least make way for this back in the uh, uh back in um Oh, God, I can't remember the forest where Galadriel um, and Celebol and live. Lothlorien. Back in Lothlorien. They look into the mirror. Sam sees the vision. Um, I think Sam in the book, I can't remember if it's him in the film, sees a vision of a bunch of stuff. One of the things he sees is the Shire in flames and Hobbits being... Um, Basically turned into slaves, and the beautiful shy being turned into a horrible mm. industrial nightmare. Um, mm. So I don't think I don't think Tolkien was a big fan of the industrial revolution, shall industrialization, we say, uh, and industrial um and mechanisation. Um, mm. And he sees that, and then in the film, nothing happens. In the books, as we mentioned. Saruman doesn't die him and yeah. um, Grima Wontung go off and then when the Hobbits get back to the Shire they find that the Shire, that exactly that has happened Saruman sons his powers but still with the his commanding and persuasive voice with Grima tongue and a handful of of um, henchmen orcs. has taken over the Shire and or were, they, or were they orcs I can't remember Red
0: Half ox or something. Sure. Yeah,
1: they've taken over the Shire and enslaved the hobbits and like torn up the trees and the, uh, the, the the like alleys of trees and things like that and turned it into a horrible industrialized mechanized nightmare. Um, and then the returning hero hobbits, thank a uh, plus. Uh, they they come back and they challenge. What do they call, What is his name? They don't. He's, he doesn't go by the name Saruman, does he? He's going by a different name.
0: Uh,
1: uh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um and then but, Far- but then, then and then Green and, oh, Grim- Uh no not Barleyman Barleyman Butterbur's the guy who runs the uh, the, the Prancing Pony. And it, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they confront Saruman and that's when Greemer stabs him. Sharky. And, sharky, yeah. Um that's when when Grima stabs him. Saruman dies. They chase off his henchmen and whatnot, and then start to rebuild the Shire. Um, that's that's a really important part of the story because the whole War for the Ring has like profound and lasting effects on all of the peoples of Middle Earth, on the people of Rohan, on the people of Um, uh, of Gondor, on the Elves massively on the elves on the dwarves on all of the peoples of middle earth there is a lasting Mm. the war comes to them and in the films the hobbits get back to the shire and it's like they're 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 not even aware that anything ever happened there's no like impact on the on the the hobbits there's no No. nothing comes back to them um i don't know it kind of robs it of something um not Least of all, uh, no, I mean, not... Uh, uh, well, one of the main things it, were, it robbed audiences off was more scenes with fucking Christopher Lee. Mm. Which I would have loved. But, um, yeah, the scouring of the Shire is, is like the, the most important part of the multiple endings to Lord of the Rings, and it's the one they decided to leave out. And I yeah. don't know why. And I don't think I've ever heard an interview... Where Peter Jackson has explained why they left it out, and I'm sure Christopher Lee would have loved them to put it in.
0: Mm. I don't know. I think part of it, it is important because I mean, I'm just looking. I was critics even say it's probably the most important chapter because it's it's got so many hints of environmentalism, yep. how Britain is at the, how Britain was at the time. Yep. Socialism, because of isn't that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but.
2: So apparently, apparently, Peter Jackson just didn't like that bit of the book. What the fuck?
0: But if you. <sighs> it, it's just, it's just, it's just, if you look at the um, reason why the hobbits of Sam and Frodo, according to the film, Go to get rid of a ring, um, is to protect the Shire. We went to save the Shire, he says we went, we saved the Shire. Um, you do get there's
2: the bit with the Mirror of Gladriel, isn't there? Where they yeah. see mm. like the vision of what the Shire could be. I guess yes. that could be interpreted as the you know, yeah, um, scourging of the Shire,
1: but that's that yeah. happens in the book as well. Sam sees it. Yeah, mm. and she's okay. like. Glad- Gladriel says, like, the 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 mirror shows what 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 uh, will be what a, or what be. may or no. what could be. It doesn't show what you know. Doesn't necessarily mean it definitely is happening. And it's like mm. testing his resolve to go on rather than turn mm. back. Um, it does. but in the books, it does happen. Mm. And they, yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I suppose if the idea that they save the Shire. They've done. They've achieved. These, the heroes have achieved something. You know, it was all for something. Whereas in the books, it's like we need to destroy the ring because it's a ring. It's mm-hmm. it's Sauron's, um, MacGuffin basically of what the ultimate power. Whereas the film seems to suggest that yeah, we did it for the Shire, and to come back and to see, I suppose, see that. Frodo, even though he saved the Shire, still isn't settled. It sets that character off But Wise needs to go to the Undying Lands. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the book, it's more like you're a ring bearer, you go off, you know. In the book, it's, it's all Sam's, the ring
1: bearers do because the ring had but, a lasting effect on them, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Sam's going um would eventually go off and leave, go to the Undying Lands because he yeah. was a ring bearer. Whereas it's not implied of, at all of that in the film, it's implied that no, Frodo it saved the Shire but didn't save it, save the Shire for himself. So, no, I suppose it's, it's. I think maybe that feeling of the heroes achieved and you save the Shire and this little bit of land, um, had no effects of the war, it, you know despite we know that the War of the Ring was in the north, it was up in Dale, it was up in, all Lothlorians were attacked, El- uh, Rivendell I think was attacked. Yeah. Um, there were attacks everywhere, it was across the whole of Middle-earth where this War of the Ring took place, with the epicenter being Gondor. And I don't know, maybe the fact that you come back and you see your land was destroyed and they used the soil from Galadriel to regrow a tree and replant and rebuild the shire I don't know would it have an effect on the character would it seem like a...
1: well it's or also it... um, say okay uh, it, you could argue that it's, it, it, it's in there as a metaphor it's like the Britain that J.R.R. Tolkien came back to at the end of the first world war was not the same Britain that he left hmm mm. Uh the, the change from pre-war well specifically pre-war england into post-war england was quite drastic and rapid um yeah. heavy and fast industrialization and, and mechanization to 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 keep up with the the changing landscape of warfare
0: yeah I mean, the different World War One, the new technology that comes in, the tanks, the machine guns, mm-hmm. that planes, yeah, yeah. Um, in those twenty years between the end of World War One and the start of World War Two, you know, it's t- it's massively different. It's it's a massive change. You know, tanks improved, but, it's, the, but, the but German- it's yeah, but
1: specifically for this is it's the change between the England and... um you know, before the first world war in England, after the first world war, mm. the change. So the Shire before the hobbits leave, uh, is, is completely different to the Shire that they return to because of yeah. the war has come home to them. It's It's, it's not just, it wasn't just over there. The war came home as well. Mm. Yeah. And, they messed, and it's the, the, to miss that out is to take that out of the film. Um, is, I don't know. I think it's a huge mistake. It's 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 the biggest fault for me in the entire trilogy is missing that out. A lot of other stuff, Tom Bombadil, other Mm, bits and pieces like that. Sure, I can understand why why you cut that out, um, but not the Scouring of the Shire. Mm. It always always like it always uh, you know rustled my jimmies that that that's not in there.
0: Mm. But I suppose I don't know. Coming back to that film, Tolkien again. When like, I didn't follow, I never looked into Tolkien's life, but watched the film. And then he comes back and he's lost um, friends for himself, and I suppose like PTSD for Frodo, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And Frodo yep. was like a World War One soldier coming back mm-hmm. uh, with PTSD, and and
1: he can't he can't fit into settle. society anymore. He can't settle. Um, no. Back home anymore, and so he needs yeah. to go off to the Undying Lands.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like mm. when the American soldiers came back from Vietnam; they weren't accepted into society. Yeah, you know, you know, they, a lot of them were, you know, ostracized, you know, mm-hmm. by the government, by society itself, by their friends, family, because they went off to fight Vietnam, and so they never found found a settlement. I think maybe Peter Jackson, maybe felt that having the Shire as the Shire and you coming back and not being able to fit in because you've seen things you've done things the world has moved on for you
1: yeah things that the 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 other people who you live can't relate to at all will never understand yeah
0: yeah Yeah. that may be what he's going for whereas if you have the scouring of the Shire um, yeah it is important but You all of a sudden you have a whole race of hobbits who have experienced that war
2: but let me just tell you Sam was there, Merry was there Pippin was Mm. there, all of his close friends were there with him Mm
3: -hmm. so
2: I don't see how that really relates because he's obviously like, you know, you can see him sat at the bar with Merry and Pippin and Sam and just feeling that way and it's like he just needs to talk. Yeah. He needs to open up. He needs, you know, some yeah. therapy. <clears throat> go, go and see. You know, mm. just
3: talk.
1: Yeah. Whereas in the book, know. it's not. It's not that. It's not that he's like seen some shit. No. It's not like well, you, yeah. I saw. I, like um, you weren't there, man. You weren't there. He's not having like <laughs> Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. He goes to the yeah. Undying Lands because of the 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 amount of time he spent. Holding uh, as a ring bearer has had a lasting Mm. effect on him, same as it did with Bilbo, and same as it does eventually with Sam for the short period of time that he was the ring bearer. And Mm. so they all end up going to the Undying Lands because of that um, to go and you know hang out with the elves for the rest of time. Yeah, Um, which you know seems like it would be pretty, pretty cool.
0: Maybe carrying a ring causes PTSD. I don't know. Yeah. It does not really go. Well you into, know
1: it is a yeah, it, a metaphor for that, I'm sure, yeah. in Tolkien's mind. But yeah, you yeah, know. But anyway, I'm it's it's uh Yeah, yeah it's a I, shame that it's it out. just sucks that but they cut that out. Would it extend
0: the film by two I mean the film I think theatrical are about three hours long anyway? Yeah, so just
1: it, cut down on the battle a bit. Just a bit. Here. Just just a mm. bit. Just cut it down just a bit. I, I can see I can see both arguments.
0: I'm happy it's in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, if but it's, It doesn't change the book. The book's there. The Scouring of the Shire is there. You yeah. want to see a proper send-off of Saruman. Mm. It's there. Um, you see how the Hobbits have developed. You see Merry and Pippin. One's uh, a Knight of Gondor, She Seward of Gondor. Another one's uh What is it? Apprentice of Rohan. A warrior mm-hmm. of Rohan Um, so so that misses that development out because it doesn't really show it does it how they've developed their complete development how they are the tallest hobbits in hobbit history because they've been drinking all the ink juice um, how their skills and how they rally the hobbits together all the young hobbits and create like a militia um, from the hobbits so that would have been good you know see that you'd put a probably full stop to all their development. Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I can see why Peter Jackson might have cut it out mm. um time reasons and thing, but I can also see why it should be included.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's just a personal thing, but um Yeah. I, think I just both think it, it, I was robbed the ending of the film of what mm. it needed. I think for me, and so it just—I don't know—it it it, it, make, mm. it leaves the uh, the end of the film's the end of you know an incredible trilogy of films just feels a little bit empty mm. for me. But you know, yeah. anyway. Anyway,
0: I, th- I think about. It, I think the ending of the film still alludes to Tolkien's endings in some way. However, how that time period affected yep. people yeah so. sure so thoughts on the film a bit more detail Nick we'll start off with you um
2: I would say it's my least favourite of the three mhm um like I said I the first sort of hour was just getting into it um the bits with the I think the, the best bits were the bits with um Gollum and sam and frodo um mm. they kind of made the film um but again i think it's kind of i i enjoy more the small stories in the big story than the actual like the fighting scenes and stuff like that which is sort of you know kind of echoing through every bit i've liked about any of these films it's kind of been the smaller stories the more mm. side stories and um you know like the trees with sorry what what, what are they called again the trees Ent- big sense. trees the Ents, uh the ends with Merry and Pippin, and uh, yeah, I just the smaller stories for me are the better ones. Um, I did enjoy the um, what is it, the voice of S- Sauron?
1: Yeah, the voice of Saruman. The voice yeah. of
2: Saruman. Um, that that was a cool bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just um, you know, it it was my least favorite um, mm-hmm. of the all three. It had some good moments, but overall, a um, bit disappointing, really, because I have been, not by you people, obviously, um, but by other people, sort of say, oh, the third one's the best. Um, no, no. Nah, nah, it's not. No. Ooh, so, yeah.
1: First two are yep. Fantastic. Uh, you, I've, I've, you know, you could argue the first one's slightly better than the second one, or the second one slightly better than the first one. Um, I think universally, from people I've spoken to, is the opinion that the third one was a bit of a drop off, um, mm. a little bit much. Um, still, for me, for uh, me, for me
2: yeah. it goes sort of like one, literally one, two, three. Uh, yeah. I think first is yeah. best for me. Second was not as good, but still a good film, and then the third was a bit like, mm, mm. yeah.
1: Hmm. Better than the uh, third film in the Hobbit trilogy, anyway. But that's hmm. another conversation.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I like I like the Return of the King. I think there's a lot of I think the extended one does it a lot more justice. I think there's a lot of deep character moments, but a lot of things have been passed over. I, th- I think it's a, from what you look when you read the books. How much stuff is contained in the books? So like it's, a, it's you know it's a fifteen hundred page book. And yep. it's a twelve-hour thing, and we're still saying, "Where's well, left this out? Is left this out? Is left this out? Left this out? This could have been deep."
1: Yeah, well, well, well most of them were just he made
2: bloody Helms deep, an hour yeah. long.
1: I mean, m- most of the stuff is just an observation. Oh, they left this out. They left that out. It's mm. fine. It's just an observation. The stuff that they left out. Um, yeah. but the scouring of the Shire is a gen. is honestly mm. a huge hole in the story.
3: Mm. Personally. It, uh,
0: I think there's also the reluctance of Aragorn to be a king. I, I think it carried through in the first couple of films. The second, third one, I think, it would have been nice to see him not be as. Oh, um, he couldn't
1: When By the time the third film comes around, he can't wait for it. Yeah.
0: But I also. One thing I did like, I forgot to say, was um, him and meeting Sauron, having that confrontation. Really, Sauron, him showing Narsal um or onion in flame of the west and Sauron go well i'm aware of you and arwen and she's gonna die mm-hmm. that was a quite a nice confrontation and i quite like the fact that you know sometimes you get these bad guys you know the master evil um plotting in their um castle or wherever it may be layer and you get a lot of dialogue within machinations Sauron, you don't really get that. He's, the, the evil of Sauron's, you know is everywhere. Vi was just such an effective thing to show. Mm-hmm. Um, Sauron well, is so
1: not. He doesn't talk in the no. books, he doesn't have a physical form. Um, no. But he's able to he's,
0: influence, he's able to have that confrontation with Aragorn. I quite like that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Without even saying anything.
0: Yeah. You know, without um, you know, create that despair that goes yep. through. And that's probably why he's got a mouth, mouth of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's a big drop off for Return of the King. So when I first saw it, I thought it was probably my second best film.
1: It's of the trilogy. It's where Peter Jackson really started to become self-indulgent, I think, uh, and to fall in love. Not so much with the characters, but with the technology that he had command oh. over. Um, this was the this was a wetter workshop and wetter digital showcase. Oh. Um, the visual effects were front and center, like the digital visual effects were front and center, so more, way more than they had been in the previous films, where they had been used sparingly and only when necessary for stuff that couldn't be covered by miniatures and Guys in rubber suits and whatnot, and it would only get worse with the Hobbit films. Um, so, take for instance the orc commander at um, Osgiliath and the Plenil Fields—the the the, the the you know the twisted white orc guy. Ooh. It's guy in a suit. Come to the uh, the the uh, the Hobbit films, and there's the white orc that's pursuing. Um, Oh, I can't remember the guy, the but the dwarf king's name, whatever, dwarf prince's name. Um, it's completely CG, and mm. it's obviously CG and not a guy in a rubber suit. And he just looks, and it's yeah. This is the point where where Peter Jackson just started to rely too heavily on um, huge, spectacular visual effects and not enough on characters. Uh, it mm. was worse. It 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 was worse. Uh in king kong and it got even worse even more profound in the hobbit trilogy um it's a shame because you know once upon a time all peter jackson had was men in rubber suits and fake blood and stuff like that if you look at his early films in new zealand um and you know, Weta Digital and Weta Workshop have been pioneers in a lot of visual effects stuff, but you can't you can't do a George Lucas and just lean on that for your entire film, oh. um, and to the expense of important character moments that were the best stuff. Like like Nick said, it's like the best stuff in particularly the first film, quite a lot in the second film, quite sparing in the third film. There's not a lot of it. There's mm. some really good scenes with with Denethor and Faramir and and um, Pippin, uh, you know, various other characters, but there's not many of them mm. um, because there's more spectacle. And then, yeah, Pippin, Pippin really were, was
2: like a star of this film, yeah, uh, in many ways.
1: And then scenes that were this should be more more important, like like you know, they they the the voice of Saruman painfully short. Um, and then The Scouring the Shy is not there at all, and you know, various other bits and pieces where there was like this really important dialogue and character building and relationship character relationships in the story that were left out because you know, giant elephants. Well,
0: yeah, uh, I mean, when you look at the structure of the films, I mean, for me, the problem is just time the time period, you know, the passing of the time, it doesn't really get that feeling across. But when we look at what you have to fit in, there's certain things, I suppose, you have to hit. It's like um, planning a journey out. You, you, put, you put it on a big board and see what things you have to hit on your thing. And one of the things, when you look at it's like, oh, what's happened? we need Helm's Deep. We need Shelob. We need Pelennar Fields. You can't leave those things out. No. to reduce them but you, you do need them you know we need we need osgiliath you know maybe osgiliath was a bit
1: too much i don't, th- I don't think know. you need osgiliath you don't need that really um, not as much maybe as you I need don't You don't need You don't maybe you
0: don't need the um orcs the, the, all, all
1: you need there is like uh, some sort of minor defeat that causes um, Far and mm. mere shame, which means that he goes out into his own doom blah 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 yeah. like uh but you know whatever um it is what it, it is what it is i can I could sit here and and talk you know for hours mm. about all the stuff that I would cut and all the stuff that I would like included, but I'm not film director, and I didn't make these films, so no for what they are, they're still the best trilogy, the best series of like fantasy films um. Mm. Uh, the that uh, I've ever seen, but there was nothing mm. quite like them before, and there's been nothing quite like them since. For like high fantasy, traditional fantasy, I know Nick, you're a big fan of, of Harry Potter, and that franchise definitely rivals the Lord of the Rings for like commercial success. But it's a bit, it's not like high fantasy, is it slightly different?
2: No, completely. No, I, I, it's a fantasy film, but it's not high fantasy, it's yeah. very, it's mm. you know, English, it's yeah, sort of english low-level fantasy of like in you know just wizards and Mm. you know there's a there's a lot of it's set in england and and the earth for example you know yeah it's Mm. it's very much you already know the world it's just an addition to the world you already know Mm -hmm. Mm. whereas this is completely different you know there's different races and you know uh classes and people and you know everything Mm. everything is completely different uh Mm.
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a question. Do you think there should have been a
1: fourth film? Then. No. No, three is fine. Um. I. It's just I would have. I would have cut some things to to include other things. That's all. Mm. But three is fine. Three is fine. Yeah.
0: No, it's just like it did change the structure cause like, She Lob's in two towers, isn't it? But you can't fit into two towers, so you to yeah.
1: I've it. got, I haven't got a problem with the structure of like Ooh. what bits were moved around uh, between the books and Ooh. the film because the books are in a weird structure anyway. Oh, yeah. um, you jump back and you, ju- you like you read a whole section of the book and then you start the next section. And it's like, well, actually, this stuff took place at the beginning of the previous section you read. So now you've gone back in time and it's now all the stuff that happened in parallel to the stuff that you've already read. It's you know, it's it's it doesn't work as a film structure. So I don't have any problems no. with the way that stuff was changed around. Um, you know, I just have minor problems with little bits and pieces and, and mm. one major issue with the ending. But aside from that, um, Peter Jackson did a remarkable job. Yeah. With I, I do. a relatively relatively small amount of money compared to some other blockbusters. Um well made 281 and after. million
0: for three films. That's not a three lot. Three films. That's or not a lot. Films,
1: f- for a trilogy um on this scale is uh, not a lot of money at all.
0: Endgame I think it was 250 million. Yeah. That's one.
1: That's one film.
0: Hmm. I'd rather yeah, watch lo- Lord of the Rings than that. Oh, I loved, I a Lord of the Rings. I think at the time, yeah. and twenty years ago, it was an epic thing. I loved it watching it in the cinema. Love it watching it every time I see it. It is still my favorite book. Probably still my favorite trilogy. And in terms of thing, I know there's faults, but nothing's ever perfect. We can all pick a nitpick, but yeah, highly recommended. If you haven't seen them, you need to see it because it's part of modern culture. It's, you know, it's like Star Wars these days. Yep, it's infested. It. Any thoughts, Nick? Last thoughts? Yeah, um, it's a
2: very good franchise of films. Um, I still think that the first hour of the first film is the best film. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I could see that. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I've watched them all, uh, and. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I look forward to reading the books. Excellent. You
1: should. You should read the books. And one final last desperate plea for everyone to listen to the old BBC dramatisation of it Mm. because it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. You can can get it as an audio book. Um, It's very good. Very, very good. Yeah. And watch,
0: if you want more, of the of rings, watch for Bakshi. I think Bakshi's quite a nice little... To yeah. Watch. yeah yeah it's
1: interesting um and if you if you have watched that and you're kind of interested in how it was made uh folding ideas have done a uh, did a very good episode recently on the ralph Bakshi uh, lord of the rings films um and i guess well we've got coming up some point next year the first season of Amazon's Amazon. Lord of the Rings film the which is apparently mm. the most expensive TV show uh, ever made um mm. set in the second age um that'll, that'll be interesting
0: yeah that'll be good be. Mm.
1: it's interesting what to see
0: what they focus on yeah um which ones's which part we're focusing on. but yeah that'll be good and there'll be more a lot of rings to come out more games more books. just constantly books coming out for it as well yep yep excellent thank you guys oh we did get one bit of feedback uh claire hibbard um (laughs) i find it quite worrying the last i heard from nick was that the hobbits were dressed as orcs and being sent to the front line um sad sad crying crying emoji Yes, he's doing some at the very last minute, as usual. I bet you, when you was a kid, you'd, you probably did your homework during break time and lunchtime.
2: I was a good boy. I did I did all my homework at home. Okay. Um, uh. It's just now, when I am an unorganised adult, um, uh. I watch films at the last minute.
1: Did you do so, all of your um, like university essays and whatnot at the last minute?
2: Uh, not all of them. Um, okay. I got really good in the last year. In the last year, I had um, I had a piece of coursework um, which was I I handed it in a week and a half before the deadline, which I was mm. very proud of. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of the f- like first, second, third year was um, sort of it's in nine a.m. and I was working on it at five a.m.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My old um, uni Sponsored housemate by Monster Energy, who shall remain nameless, um, he finished his entire dissertation in the oh. last 24 hours before it was due to be submitted Ooh. on one long cocaine and coffee-fueled binge. Wow. wow. Yeah. Less. And he, yeah, got, a f- I, and he my, got a first.
2: <laughs> my dissertation was definitely finished um, in the last day. I think I, I think I handed it in a day early, but it was... I was up all night the night before just not finishing it as such, just going over it and rewording mm-hmm. a few things and checking it all through and stuff. Because right. our, our uni, were, this is a complete tangent, our uni was very backwards in that you still had to have <laughs> a printed version. So you had to go to the printers and get it bound. and. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I did as well. Yeah, Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah, but this was in like 2014. You'd have think. You'd think they'd just have, you know, (laughs) digital submission for it these days. Mm -hmm. And we had to burn a CD with our, because it was computer science, so we had to burn a CD uh, with all the code and stuff on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Apparently they've
0: moved forward now, so that's good. Good. That's good. Well, it's good to see, see, Nick, that not only you're lapsing in your gaming, but you're lapsing in life, a true life. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Excellent. And on that note, we will leave Middle Earth for this time. What are we doing next, guys? Plenty of Pikachu. Yeah, detective Pikachu. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, before it leaves Prime. Okay, thank you for joining us on this epic journey. Um go listen to the previous podcasts. Um thank you guys once again, and so long.
1: Ta-ra!
3: Bye.